0: And instead of gaining like the freshman, like 15, mm-hmm. he gained the freshman 30 in muscle. Oh, damn. Just to spite me. <laughs> you imagine that? A little brother that's just such a. No. Uh, yeah, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank, Austin. The bl-
1: that's all <laughs> I'm saying.
0: <we> <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, profane here, but fill in the blank. Hey, guys. Uh, we're in Austin. We're kicking it here at DreamHack. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm with Constantine Media, and we manage um, esports athletes and partnered streamers and i'm actually conducting an interview for Austin Live and Local, the biggest badasses in town, and i'm sitting here with my man, Brennan. Brennan, please introduce yourself.
1: I'm Brennan Settles. Uh, I work for a couple of esports companies. Uh, the first one being UConnect Esports, which coordinates collegiate efforts to provide out swag and product swag. to schools to to help them kind of promote their communities and develop them in a true way. I also work for Super League Gaming for the Houston Events out of Memorial City. Which is a real fun experience with all the players. You have competitive League of Legends. You also have Minecraft where you get the little eight, 10-year-old kids in there having a good time doing mods. And uh, my full-time job is at working at General Motors as an IT operations engineer.
0: He's also got a big dick. <laughs> just a heads up, Austinites. He's here for a while. He's also based out of Austin. Ladies, Tinder's not his thing, but hey, just say hi. Um, so we're gonna jump into Love UConnect that. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, let's say, let's say I was a you know, just the freshmen coming in. I don't know. I've played video games my whole life, but I don't know anything about eSports. Tell me mm-hmm. about UConnect and how I can interact with that. Like, what does that. What does that mean for me?
1: Sure. So what UConnect, we partner with a bunch of the schools across the nation. So we have over 100 universities that are currently enrolled in our program. And what that means to the average member that comes out is that you'll get free swag in terms of uh, promotional materials, so lanyards, wristbands, uh, mouse pads. We also partner with a couple of other companies, such as Cougar for peripherals, and uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, We give out game codes, and you get exclusive access and exclusive content to the games that we're partnered with and all of that.
0: So what does a school have to do in order to be a part of UConnect?
1: It's just an entry-level meeting with me from the southern region, uh, which... Spans from Oklahoma down to Texas all the way east up to North Carolina. Okay. And um, just meet with me. We'll talk about your organization a little bit, and we'll see if it's a good fit for you. We are not very restrictive in terms of what it is. It's completely free cost uh, mm-hmm. for everybody, so there's no barrier to entry for any organization that's looking for it. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, and is
0: it just focused on expanding further on eSports and, and the reach of eSports and how it fits in with the collegiate atmosphere? or What's the exactly. main
1: reasoning? Sure. So I, I would definitely say that it's all about developing the communities, providing a means to develop communities with free free items, help mm-hmm. supporting the different initiatives that are going on. And as we get a little further um, in, in the years with this company, we do have a lot of initiatives that are planned out. Some of our partners, uh, we're working with Twitch and Discord and a couple of the other larger groups as well.
0: Okay. And so what's, what's the main benefit to you guys as, as a company? Are you a, f- a nonprofit, for-profit,
1: like – uh, we a we are we are for profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's not a the, the the monetary piece isn't really brought in with the the mm-hmm. communities that we're servicing or anything like that. Okay. So everything is completely free for all of the members and the organizations that hop on board.
0: Awesome. So if you guys are interested, if there's anybody out there that does belong to a college that isn't connected, reach out. Um, On this actual interview, we're going to end up having a lot of different um, social media resources for you guys to be able to get in touch, so feel free to do that. Um, I'm just curious what your opinion is on esports in general. I mean, you've mentioned how it's connected to colleges, now kind of expanding on that. How how does that larger realm look, and what are your expectations from it?
1: So there, there's been some major moves recently with Overwatch mm-hmm. League bringing a couple of teams to Texas mm-hmm. and more and franchising out for city-based concepts. And, and I've been a huge advocate of the fight for your city mentality going into okay. all of it, right? Because if you have an opportunity to support something close to home right so like the Cowboys or like the Texas Rangers Mm -hmm. like we support them because they are our teams well we haven't had that in esports before so now we have that opportunity and we have this backing and then it kind of develops that grassroots environment where you'll have these esports arenas that'll come up you'll Mm -hmm. have these land centers that'll like Arlington like Vegas exactly yeah Yeah. and we have um, all of those going on um (laughs) <laughs> with that uh, yeah sorry about that that water um, y'all the water yeah let me get a little bit of that um but yeah so it's all about developing grassroots right now mm-hmm. in the past we've always had a really good um strong professional league mm-hmm. so like league of legends is super big we've yeah. had all the dota uh dota 2 um the Invitational, and all of the different things are going with that but the focus now needs to be on grassroots development which both you connect is supporting from a collegiate perspective mm-hmm. and super league gaming is doing a great job with that from the city-based uh, perspective as well
0: okay we're going to wait for we're going to get a drink of water, and then we're going to jump into actually some other projects that this man's involved with. As you were listening to him earlier, he does five different things. So he presently does way more than I do. I do a lot of sleeping. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, I hang out with my girlfriend. You know, that's cool. Um, so tell us, what does you know, Superman do? We want to know about Superman's <laughs> schedule, how he does it, how, how to be able to be a Brennan.
1: Okay. All right. Um, so as you had mentioned, I do have a lot of different things on my plate right now. Uh, my full-time job is General Motors. I, I work for IT Ops for them. That's my Thursday, Friday, Saturday schedule. So I do shifts, uh, 12-hour days, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, alternating Wednesdays on that. So that's that's my day job. But outside of that, I'm always working on coordinating. I'm always taking on new projects to help develop the scene, do what I can to get people connected. Um specifically the people who are coming out of Collegiate, mm-hmm. they need an op- a way to bridge into the industry because the okay. industry is very young right now. There's not a lot of positions that are available, mm-hmm. but there's also not a lot of ways to get exposure and mm-hmm. the experience to go into it. So I focus on doing that. I run a lot of the volunteer efforts uh, for different conventions, getting yeah. the people who I know who can deliver through their collegiate initiatives and ambitions and put them into a place to prove themselves and then move okay. make that move into the industry a lot easier.
0: And I'm assuming
1: just the opportunities that you create for
0: them are wide ranging. It's yes. not really just being in the competitive scene and being a pro or semi pro. It's the entire gambit of setting up conventions, right. being a part of that entire process, should they choose to.
1: Exactly, yeah. Most of it is going to be from the event management space. Okay. So you have event management, you have uh, AV. I've got a couple mm-hmm. of people hooked up with AV, graphic design stuff. Pretty much anything that goes on in the industry, there is a need for it, okay. but you need to be able to find the way to execute on it to make okay. it happen.
0: Okay. And so what, did, what were the first stepping stones
1: for you guys to be able to do this? Yeah, from sure. the beginning. So for for me, I actually started in collegiate twenty fifteen. Um and I, I started running a club at Texas Tech University. We had a League of Legends mm-hmm. club. So I ran that, turned it uh, from a 200-person uh, club to a 750, oh, wow. ran over 100 events in the course of my presidency for that year and a half. So started getting involved there, reaching out and doing intercollegiate mm-hmm. efforts. So coordinating tournaments, coordinating lands and meetups and all of those okay. kind of things. And then that kind of branched out and got the recognition to pull me into UConnect, and then started working on that existing network and developing it even more on mm-hmm. my own for the Texas Esports Collegiate Summit, uh, which we had talked about before. Uh, This will be the third year for the summit, and the summit is intended to bring out all of the Texas leaders from across, all the collegiate leaders leaders from across Mm -hmm. Texas, develop them, give them the tools necessary, give them an entry into the industry, start talking about people, learning how to manage, learning the business and marketing aspects of a student organization and all of that. So, can you give us a date for that as well? Do you guys have a
0: date just so we can kind of announce it to everyone here in Austin?
1: So um, we don't have a date that we publicly announced yet, but mm-hmm. it's going to be sometime within the first to second week of uh of August this year
0: August seventh
1: August seventh okay <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, um this one's actually going to be hosted out of Houston though okay um we, last year we had it hosted at six foot. Um, th- their company. So mm-hmm. they, they do Dreadnought. Yeah. They're partnered with Uconnect, but they also gave us free venue space and all of that. They are amazing awesome. people. Um, and we were able to work out of their headquarters uh, that out of is Houston. amazing.
0: Always, those partnerships are always amazing to me. The, the community itself is just so welcoming. Yeah. I mean, even here, when you look at DreamHack, DreamHack is open to giving free expo space to a lot of different indie companies. And so really, if you if you have your stuff together and you're really focused on the career – you know, as you guys are trying to get more people involved in what we consider our dream jobs, you know, any, anyone playing video games would love to work in video games and so it's good to have a community that Yes, is it difficult to get a job? Maybe. But at the same time, it's also welcoming to the people that already kind of have it together. It's, you guys mm-hmm. seem to be doing a lot of training to get people to that position.
1: Exactly. Like. Um, because a lot of the people who come into these collegiate leadership positions for gaming, for esports and all of that, they don't necessarily have that business background. They have, okay, I love video games. I like to make community events. I want to to let people enjoy what they Mm -hmm. enjoy doing and facilitate that whole process. But they don't know, again, the business side, the Mm -hmm. financial aspects, how you market yourself, branding, all of those kind of things. And that's what we really like to try to push onto them to where they can evolve their club, evolve themselves from a branding perspective and then move forward. What have
0: you seen as the biggest challenges to being able to
1: educate people in that direction? That's a good question. so it's more so just having the time, honestly. Um, I would say that you because... personally? These co- no, or? everybody. Okay, got so it. So being able to find an appropriate time to get everybody to sync up, um, because uh, as me, a lot of the other collegiate leaders have all these other initiatives that they're mm-hmm. working on and that they're trying to get accomplished. So being able to make room to come out and physically be in presence at these events is kind of difficult because they have all of those other items that they're working on.
0: Okay, all right. So you guys, you're definitely everyone it seems like is faced with the same challenge. Yes, And so it's able to kind of bring that around. Um, What challenges do you see coming up in eSports itself?
1: In eSports, I I think that recently we've done a good job about getting rid of the stigma of gaming Mm -hmm. and eSports. This generation's been phenomenal with pushing it out. All of the money that's pouring into the industry is really Mm -hmm. um, legitimizing it. But I think that we do need to establish a much more firmer uh, infrastructure Mm -hmm. with Collegiate with city-based organizations because if once we can get that ironed out being able to expand and uh, expanding in scope And visibility and the reach is going to be really really great for the industry Do
0: you see social media being that thing that increases that reach or do you think it's more grassroots or how do you see that growth happening?
1: I see that it's more so going to be grassroots or um, hearsay. So a lot of people don't want to go out to these esports events unless if they have friends to go out with to mm-hmm. enjoy it, right? So they have, uh, DreamHack here has free play. they have BYOC, a lot of people won't do it unless if they have people to sit down with and where mm-hmm. they can experience something that they can't just experience at home. So it's all about developing the communities around it from a grassroots perspective and then mobilizing them and making and and kind of encouraging them c- to come out to these types of events
0: and do you see i mean right now really talking to a lot of pro teams especially mm-hmm. with the 2k um league that was done within the nba do you mm-hmm. see that being as, as a big push and finally having a salary with 2k as well as with overwatch but mm-hmm. that that's going to really kind of push that growth because people are seeing um a more more legitimized system right than there was before
1: no i, I completely agree yeah what they're doing for um uh, NBA Two K uh, is is absolutely amazing. It's going to set a precedent across the board for everything else.
0: And I mean, that, so if you know, to you guys that aren't really familiar with it, they actually did a draft where they ended up drafting. Um, originally, there was about seven thousand players competing, and the top one hundred and twenty were drafted across the board to different NBA esports teams to play Two K twelve. In addition to being drafted, they had their apartment, food, you know, all their lodgings paid for uh their training facilities actually with that NBA team. They have a specific facility set up. And then in addition to that, they have a six month salary of thirty-five thousand dollars. And that's for each player. And so systems like that, I think that's a really great example of what it could be. Right. And I think a lot of things, you know, they're gonna end up doing the same thing organizationally because right. there's structure now. Um, Do you see Fortnite ever going the direction of a competitive arena? So
1: I I think that Fortnite has a couple of roadblocks uh, ahead of it that's Mm -hmm. preventing it from becoming as competitive as something like CSGO or League of Legends, and it's the sheer amount of RNG that goes into the game. Mm -hmm. So if you can't make it more skill-based, because Fortnite, yes, it is very Mm skill-based. There's no way to argue against it, but you land in a building, and then somebody in the building over gets you know full legendary weapons, and then can just pick them off. Mm-hmm. That's not very skill oriented, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that's going to be a big issue. Also, third person is not really for competitive scene. That's why PUBG went from third person to first person. Or allowed first-person content in it because if you're looking over walls it's not very realistic it's not highly Mm skill-based it's just positioning and being able to maneuver around I I think that it's very great what they've done hundred million dollars that's being invested in the scene for Fortnite, for tournaments for competition and all Mm -hmm. of that but to the caliber of something like overwatch or league of legends or dota or starcraft I don't see it making it that far quite yet
0: okay what improvements do you think I mean Right now, looking at it, and you did mention the, mm-hmm. the third-person perspective, yep. do you think if they make those changes that they're going to be steps closer to creating something like that, or do you think they need to pump more money into it? Um,
1: I, I think money is good right now, uh, for them at least, because they have the exposure. They have all these massive events coming up. Akon is doing a huge Fortnite tournament as well. Like There's so much more exposure on that piece, and it's probably one of the most popular games. I'd have to look at the numbers, but in terms mm-hmm. of... Um, Concurrent, uh, concurrent players and all of that. Uh, I don't think it's a money thing. I, I truly think that it's a few of those mechanisms. But also, we take a step back and realize and enjoy build up a wall, jump off a bridge, like whatever it is, yeah. just make it enjoyable, right?
0: So I'm going to la- ask one last question uh, before we wrap up this interview. Um, And feel free not to answer it because it is one of those little controversial ones. But what what do you think of the the controversial lawsuit between PUBG and Fortnite?
1: Um I think Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from that one. (laughs) Fine. We'll transit so
0: in order in lieu of that, I do wanna ask because Brennan really does have a lot of convention experience as well. I wanna ask about um, during during this current dream hack, we've had some power outages and things like that. And uh, that's, you know, no one's fault. It's just DreamHack has expanded so far, and they're doing so much that, you know, there are a lot of people here, and things happen. Um, but how, you know, how do you see power management being a challenge that's overcome later on for these conventions as they grow?
1: Right. So so power is obviously limited on what the, the building can push out. Um, there's specific uh, schematics that go in to... Um, <clears throat> that they go into making this right uh, you have specific power drops for different computers but you can't always accommodate for everything that people have had so I, I feel that they're going to take this one into the notebook and then come back next year with overcompensating with a lot of it um, just just to ensure that we don't have any of these hiccups going forward
0: okay and uh, just to kind of touch base on sure. action squad gaming yeah. you know what so you guys What do you see, how do you see that growth continuing for for that particular organization? Sure.
1: So so Super League Gaming is actually based out of Santa Monica. They host a national uh, 16 team from this last iteration for for League of Legends. Um, You have people come out in all these major cities, Houston, Phoenix, Dallas, um, Los Angeles, like all of the the major cities across the space, and they just play live with other people. Now, there's a casual component, but there's also the competitive, the city champs thing that they're doing. Um, So, for example, they're broken up into different quadrants. Houston will play Denver, Phoenix, Dallas, and at that, you would have people in the same theater uh, or in a theater in Houston, in a theater in Dallas, playing competitive matches, 12 teams live across, and it's being casted out to the audience that's in the theater as well. But
0: in the different cities, they're not competing Mm -hmm. against each other, are they? Yes. I actually spoke to the individuals that build the stadium specifically for that, mm-hmm. and my question to them was, you know, regarding the challenges, mm-hmm. how, how are you able to ensure upload speed across the entire, kind of, the entire league?
1: Sure. So, they have um, their own lines for, for each of them mm-hmm. uh, in the back end for, for each of the shows. So, <laughs> it's all going to be done kind of independently and it's just based out of the commands going back to Santa Monica. Back
0: so if, if, let's say, upload speed you know is mm-hmm. changed and there's some sort of lag in one arena and not another, mm-hmm. that becomes a competitive advantage. Sure. Do you then just scrap that entire match, or what is that?
1: I can't speak towards that specifically, mm-hmm. um, but we, we do do our best to ensure player satisfaction going through with all of that. So yeah, Super League game, the headquarters typically mm-hmm. handles most of that conversation.
0: Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Thank you, Brennan, for being with us. Guys, DreamHack 2018 is an absolute blast. Look forward to 2019. Fingers crossed. No power outages, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But feel free to come in and join in and hang out with us. And then shout out to Austin Live and Local. They are your news outlet for this generation, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Plug your social medias. Oh, jump Um, in, Brennan.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can follow uh, the different companies. So, Uconnect uh, Esports on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Super League Gaming, they have multiple different things. They do Minecraft, League of Legends, and they're bringing on Clash Royale soon. So, they all have pages for those. Uh, you can get me on Facebook as well, brennan.settles. Uh, we'll throw this up on the post. And yeah, that, that should be it.
0: And again, my name is Daniel Laner. I'm from Constantine Media. You guys can find us on Facebook at Constantine Media. You can check out our Twitch channel at Constantine Media and our Twitter at ES Constantine. Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: guys.